Hello there and welcome to the latest episode of the Sith Taker Snapshots podcast. I'm your host for today, Rich Polly, and joining me is Biggest Bestest Boy, Liam Baker. Hello. Hello, Treacle. Oh, no. I don't oh, know no. why I said that. Because you're strange <laughs> and, I don't know, you're you're some kind of punishment sent by God to me because I was bad at school once 30 years ago. <laughs> if if like there that. was a God, I wouldn't exist. <laughs> We can totally just ban him from it. It's but easy here, to do. If there was if there was no god, Liam, then you wouldn't have Boba the Golden Retriever puppy. Catch twenty two. Paradox. Um anyway, enough of that. Also joining us is Element Games as Little as Goblin. It's Ben Hibbert. Hi. You alright? No, my internet's shocking and you keep cutting out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That might be my internet. It kept kicking me out at work today. So hopefully it was just allergic to me having to actually do work. Um, so, um, but we'll see how we go. We'll see how we go. I can still hear you anyway. So um, it was so more got... that I couldn't hear you. Oh, well. <laughs> I just had to sort of guess when I thought you'd finish saying my name. Every cloud has a silver <laughs> lining. <That's fine. laughs> I can't hear you. Yay. Um, so um, we've got a couple of things to talk about. Easiest thing for you to do, Ben, is if you're not sure what's going on, is just laugh. Because um, that's what you do most of the time anyway. Just have a chuckle. It'll be fine. No. Did, didn't hear all the bit. Sorry. So just laugh. There you go. There you go. He's done it. There you go. I did really hear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, we've got a few bits and bobs to talk about today. Um, we've got the start of the XTC, which we're going to come on to, um, which is been run online again. We'll, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. We've got um, the first, I think, of the Gold Squadron Galaxies event, Sullust. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, and uh, the first thing that we're going to talk about is um, Plumber, uh, Dev Extraordinaire, or dev because i think there's only one um so he's both the best and the worst dev that we've got um went on to the x-wing rules forum and answered a bunch of questions this week um so i've gone through it um today and pulled out some of the ones that aren't basically him saying read the card stop trying it because on a couple of them he's he's literally just gone the 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 card says that on the card the answer is written there sort of thing so uh, i'm just gonna i'm gonna go through a couple um and a few of these have got i'm gonna say consequences um so whether he's gone through them in great thought um and analyzed the cascading impact of the decision i don't know um but these are the changes that he's told us we're gonna have uh and so we then have to figure out how they impact uh, further down the rest, or are these just because I say so rulings and everything else remains the same. So first one is one of the ones where really, I think everybody with half a brain already knew it, is can Click apply his ability and then spend his lock to re-roll dice? The answer is no. It has to be locked, otherwise his ability doesn't work. Uh, so Click can make you roll less dice but on defense, but not if he spends the lock when he attacks you. Um, simple, straightforward. Read the card; it's fine. Um, can Don't tell me droids... to read. <laughs> can buzz droids be shot at range zero? It doesn't make any sense. They're crawling all over your hull. Answer, Liam. What do you think? It's going to be. I yes, know, and it, it makes me sad. It, it's yes, yeah, it can because it's a range oh. zero attack. Make them so three again. If yeah. you can. Oh my god! Even if oh. it's. At... Even if it's at the back of the ship, you can still shoot it. It's fine. 
I'm not. I'd, honestly, oh no, you can't shoot it if it's at the back of the ship. I'm lying. You can shoot it. It's at not the in your arc. At the back, yeah. It still makes me really angry. Like Plummer reminds me of Kevin from the American Office. <laughs> uh, I mean, it makes sense in terms of the rules of how they've written them. It, it's it's the correct answer, whether it's thematically correct, whether Buzz Droid should have an exception. Um, it, it's, if you've got it's a, a spider crawling over your rifle, though, you can't shoot it. Oh, yeah. No, thematically, this makes no sense whatsoever. Um yeah, it's, it's it's nonsensical, but you know, according to the rules as written in the game as they stand at the moment, then they work. Unless you're going to errata buzz droids to say, you know, these this robot cannot be attacked at range zero or whatever, um, which they could do very easily. But for now, that's the rule. So here's a good one, and this one has cascading impact, so you'll like this. If a ship is equipped with collision detector and it overlaps a gas cloud. And it spends a charge from collision detector to ignore the obstacle's effects until the end of the turn. So it doesn't break locks on overlap, and it can attack and lock targets even at range zero of the gas cloud. However, does it also mean that enemy ships can lock my ship because of collision detector making me ignore the gas cloud effect? So the answer is yes, enemy ships can lock you because you're ignoring the effects of the gas cloud. However, if you've got kira and you're on a rock or if you've got grappling struts and you're on a rock the ruling previously was that you ignore the rock but your opponents don't so you're ignoring the rock they are not ignoring the rock which means that they are still suffering the effect of the fact that you're on the cloud but that's not what the ruling says the ruling says if you spend collision detector and sit on a gas cloud people can lock you anyway so there you go Rules it's a little stupid. bit. It's a little bit different. Rules are stupid. It's a little bit <laughs> off that one. Um, I think that's incorrect, but that's the ruling that's been given for now. So, um, I can see why he's made the ruling. Um, and I think he hasn't gone into the detail and the depth of previous decisions, and he's made a decision that makes sense. Um, to somebody reading it for the first time, maybe. Um, so I do, I do get why he's made that call, but I'm not sure it's the right call, but. It's probably easier to explain to a new player, you know, yeah, if you use collision detector, then you're ignoring that. So therefore all effects of that go away, including the positive effects of it. Fine, whatever. Um, but I suppose it's still obstructed. Hmm. There you go. Is it though? Still makes me mad. <laughs> Next question. Is it obstructed? Right, here's a good one. You'll like this one. <laughs> so previously, as of before the 8th of June, uh, oh no, actually later than that, Saturday gone, so the 18th of June or whatever it was. Um, this was not the case, but here, Ricolet ability with ships revealing an ion manoeuvre. While you defend or perform an attack, blah, 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 Ricolet's ability, if you're moving faster, uh, roll an additional dice. If your opponent's ship is ionised, can you use your opponent's flipped dial for purposes of activating Rick's ability? Uh, so previously, because you skipped your reveal dial step when you were ionised, Rick didn't have a revealed maneuver to compare against, so he didn't work against things that were ionized. But now uh, the answer from uh, Plummer is uh, Ricolet can use his ability against a ship that was ionized when it executed its maneuver. Only abilities that resolve when or after the ionized ship reveals its maneuver cannot be triggered. Um, so 
the second paragraph of that, or the second part of that, we need to deal with separately. The first one is basically flipping a dial is the same as revealing a dial for purposes of revealed maneuver. So things like Covenel can reveal a red three bank to the right, then execute her one bank iron maneuver, but still trigger her ability for revealing a red maneuver um, because it's still revealed. Um, so have fun with that, guys. <laughs> Wasn't that the case before? Uh, no, because you didn't set a dial. Uh, you just did the, the blue one forward. Um, and then they said, you've got to set a dial just in case you need to flip it. But if you don't need to flip it, you don't flip it. Um, you just do your iron maneuver. Um, and now they've basically said you set a dial to determine what direction you go in. And that's your revealed maneuver. So, um, yeah, crack on. Um, she stays really good. Um, and ironing her probably makes her better because she gets to use her ability on a one bank rather than not. Um, so that's okay. Um, the other bit is only abilities that resolve when or after the ionized ship reveals its maneuver cannot be triggered. So this is uh, when you reveal a dial, then you can't. I uh, suppose it's. Before, I'm trying to think of a trigger for a when you after you reveal, because it used to be things like Slave one. BB BB a bit droids, but they've moved to system. Um, Slave one's banned. R two. Well, one of them is anyway. Is banned, but R two is before you reveal, I think, or in activation. Anyway, R two D two is still the same, though, isn't it? Yeah, but basically, he said you're revealing a maneuver, but you can't execute before you reveal maneuver triggers. Before you reveal a maneuver, if it's an iron maneuver, um, probably because a lot of them are actions, but. Yeah, you can't reveal. So uh, I think you probably can't uh, regen a shield with R2-D2, maybe. Depends on what when his trigger is. Uh, that's a quick look. Um, but anyway. So yeah, there's that one. So Ricolay works against ionized ships now. It's not a big deal because nobody uses them anymore. Um, <laughs> so maybe they will now. Maybe. Uh, now that he can work against ionized ships. You're going to get back into the broadside meta. That's how it's going to be. <laughs> well, let's um, just say uh, Ricardo deals with uh, Chertek or Sunsaco. <laughs> he doesn't like them at all, does he? <laughs> no, he won't. So Yasby uh, says that uh, R2-D2 is after you activate, so that's fine um, for Republic. Oh, he's, he's in every faction, isn't he? A little droid that could. Uh, after you reveal, oh yeah, so rebels won't work now, so you can't regen while ionized in rebels anymore. Um, so okay, so a little bit inconsistent, but there you go. Um, vultures moving through on obstacles to land on them. Um, he's changed this. I don't understand why it's changed, but his answer to the question: If I land on an obstacle, but the template lands on the obstacle, the count is moving through, what happens? The grappling strut's current form still just ignores overlapping, not the moving through part. Is this the intended effect? So I have to land perfectly. If I don't, I could potentially lose two out of three hull. And he says, once the ship has used grappling struts or landing struts and flipped the card, it ignores obstacles at range zero. As a result, the ship would suffer no effects from moving through or overlapping that obstacle. So if you've landed on an obstacle and opened your struts, then you fly off that obstacle by moving over it. Your struts remain open and hit another obstacle or fly across another obstacle. 
in that move, then your structure remain open so you don't suffer the effects of hitting it. I understand that that's different from the current ruling, which said basically that when you come off, your struts close, and then you can't reactivate them or something. I don't understand how vultures work. It breaks my head. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's done that. Um, but we all stopped flying them. Now we can't bow roll off rocks. Basically, that's it. Because <laughs> Bo-Katan. Bo- filthy. Here's a here's one that was cool. Uh, Bo-Katan. While uh, so Bo-Katan crew. Uh, in, I think it's Republic, was uh, while performing primary attacks at range zero. Um, uh, sorry, before you perform an attack, if you're at range zero to one of the defender, you may reroll one attack dice. Um, the ruling as given was that the primary attack at range zero with a cannot in its statement saying the attacker's dice cannot be modified overruled Bo-Katan's card, which basically meant it was pointless. Sense has prevailed. Bo-Katan allows you to reroll the dice when you're attacking at range zero. Um, so there you go. She's now still crap, but at least she works. <laughs> if you argued against that ruling, you need to get slapped. It literally I mean, says it on the card. Yeah, it says it on the card, um, but marshals in uh, the States, I believe, ruled that um, because uh, it said um, you can't do it um, unless well, well, you're using a weapon that's got a range zero. And Let's be honest. Attack. There's a reason their education system's failing. <laughs> <laughs> Harsh but fair. Um, I mean, it's coming from you, Liam. So you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> if I'm in the point where I can point fingers at it, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> shall we move on to the next one before you start a war with the Atlant- across the Atlantic? Uh, we meet North Mexico. Yeah, with those guys, Southern Canada. Um, <laughs> what is what is the current ruling on Darth Vader's use of spending a force to take an action versus scenario actions? Um, the answer is Vader can perform the scenario action with his initial action during the perform action step, but he can't use the action granted by his pilot ability to perform a scenario action. So you cannot barrel roll. Um, you cannot barrel roll and then do it. And it's the same as Poe with his two actions. He can only use his first action in the perform action step, which does mean that that confirms that any action granted outside of the first action that you take after you execute a maneuver does not take place in the perform action step. It takes place in a special kind of void state Magic of action land yeah like the the margins in between actions and the next ship there's a there's a bit that doesn't exist in in anything that we know of so far and it's basically the place where poe and vader take their extra actions um it's in the special poe vader land um plus anybody else who gets random free extra free actions um, it also means that linked actions, like if you barrel roll link focus, the second bit doesn't take place in your perform action step. Just the barrel roll does. Um, so weird. Um, oh no, that's part of your action. No, that probably is in your action step. It's just if you have an action granted from another source that isn't a link, possibly. Who knows? Um, we don't. Um, currently, for now, just do what you want, man. Um, Prohibited action and salvage. I know. So what happens if you forget you're not allowed to boost or barrel roll or slam and you do it while you're towing a crate? What happens? 
I'm assuming roll it back. back. Yeah, roll it back. Basically, that that needs an answer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it basically says he, what he said was: Does it, if a if a ship pref- attempts to do it, what happens? Do they? Does the action fail? Can they choose a different action? If they are able to choose a different action, and the reposition was caught later, do you roll back? before the reposition and are you able to perform a different action then so basically if you go oh i shouldn't have been able to do that boost do you undo your boost and take a different action or whatever um the answer formally is a ship that is towing a supply cache cannot perform the listed actions the action does not fail it cannot occur players should resolve accidental misplays however they see fit in a tournament situation a judge should be called to make a ruling so he doesn't answer about what 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 do i do if i've done it by accident other than saying um you should try and resolve it. So basically, he's not saying roll it back. He's saying try and resolve it however you see fit. So, you know, if you're seven turns after you've done it, you've accidentally done a boost, um, then you don't roll it back seven turns, but you basically just say, right, well, we can't really do anything about this. But if you do it and then you're in the shooting phase and then somebody goes, wait a minute, you shouldn't have been able to boost there. You undo it to the point and you might then need to roll back the rest of your engagement phase or something at that point because that might change target priorities and stuff. But yeah, basically call a judge and be sensible. It's a, it's not a prescriptive ruling, which is probably going to send the world mad, but it's a sensible ruling, so I'll take it. Um, so I, I like, like the batch, I like the batshit crazy rulings. They're more fun. <laughs> so here's here's one. If a ship is equipped with afterburners and it is docked, and it is able to successfully complete a speed three or higher maneuver while emergency deploying, can that ship use afterburners for a boost action? Um, or does the wording of emergency deployment after executing the maneuver does not have the opportunity to perform an action prevent any actions, even those granted by something like that? Um, so a dock ship that performs an emergency deploy loses the ability to take its action given by the deployment, but this would not affect actions granted by upgrades such as afterburners. So if you've docked a hounds, if you've docked a Nash to pup and you deploy it with a three speed maneuver and you've equipped afterburners on it, then you can afterburners off your deployment once you've done your emergency deployment when the ship blows up or the shuttle in the ghost. And those are the only two ways to dock now. Oh, uh, Lando's Falcon. So yeah, if you've spent 10 points on afterburners for a ship that's docked for most of the game, then you can use that afterburners ability to do some fine. I, I mean, go for it, whatever. <laughs> that you, means you your big, your important ship has died. Yeah. Um, right, here's a fun one. So this one was raised by Chris Allen from the Carolina Crates. So here it is. What happens if ships reposition during the attack steps? For example, Scorch takes a, performs an attack while in Petty Officer Thanison's arc, front arc. So Petty Officer Thanison gives uh, people a tractor token if they gain a stress. So basically, Scorch takes a stress to roll an extra dice. What happens then when Thanison triggers? And I'm stressed. Scorch is equipped with trick shot. So at what point do you determine whether you do or don't roll the additional dice? Is it before you take the stress and or tractor away from behind the rock or after? Um, if they tracked, if they barrel roll you out of arc of the shot, can you still take the shot? Because it was in when you chose weapon and all this kind of stuff. Um, sanity has prevailed. 
Um, so if a Scorch gets barrel rolled away so, or boosted away so that they no longer have the attack, um, uh, the attacker in arc, they can, can't perform the attack. So basically, until you've actually rolled the dice, um, you still are checking arc until the dice are rolled. So you take your stress, Thanos and boosts you forward. You no longer have arc on the ship you wanted to shoot. You don't have a shot, but you're still stressed. Um, <laughs> if Scorch is moved from range two to range one, does he now roll an additional attack dice? Yes, because the attack is now at range one. Um, if Scorch suddenly becomes obstructed, then does he roll the extra dice with trick shot? Yes, because it's now an obstructed shot. And if the attack was obstructed and is no longer obstructed, you're never going to guess what the answer is. It loses Why was this shot. a question? Um, Just do whatever you want, right? Because the specific timings of when ships move in the timing structure for people who get really into the details of rules nerdery um, were unclear. Like, if you read it, you go, well, of course you can do that, which is... You know, the sensible, I'm just reading this and playing this as a new player thing, which is, so you've just taken a stress, so I can boost you now so that you're not in my, my arc. Is that right? And you've like, but I've already deter determined my dice pool and I've already selected my target. So do I still get to shoot you? The answer is no. It makes sense that the answer is no. But because so many different effects have happened in the granular determining attack step, basically. Um, so sanity has prevailed on that one um, I mean the guy who asked the question he asks an awful lot of very good questions and he does a lot of good stuff for the community but he did also ask um, FFG if you're allowed to make a bridge out of bomb tokens and fly your ship under it um, <laughs> and they said no Chris be quiet and stop asking these questions <laughs> what were those words to that effect I like um, that question more <laughs> Uh, so uh, remotes that have front arc. So the next one is remotes that have front arcs do trigger fearless um, because fearless doesn't stipulate ship. So tracking torpedoes uh, can be shot with fearless and um, probably mando commandos can be shot with fearless uh, and so on and so on. So as long as they're in range, one of them fearless triggers against uh, anything that has an arc on it. Um, Right, there's only two left, you'll be glad to hear. And one of them's about Cadby and Liam. I'm saving that one for the end, just for you. Um, oh, I'm already clenching. <laughs> so, <laughs> drop launch device or trigger abilities after deploying. So again, if you're one of the three ships that can, that can dock with somebody else, can you... Uh, oh, well, I mean, it works because of Epic and the Gazanti and the Hyperspace Ring. But it's basically, can a TIE bomber drop a bomb in the same round that it is deployed from the Gazanti-class cruiser? And the answer is yes, it can. Um, because it drops in the system phase, and then it executes its maneuver, and then it can drop its bomb. So there you go. If you play Epic, you can three-bank your TIE bomber out from your Gazanti-class cruiser over the top of somebody and drop a proxmine on its head. You can do that. Um, and the ETA2 can then deploy from the hyperspace ring, doing, and then it could use intuitive controls because it's all still in the systems phase. So there you go. <laughs> are you playing Epic? Are you playing Epic? Well, then these are relevant to you. Um, otherwise, they are not. Um, but there we go. Um, Tim, but Tim it, wrote something in the chat, and he's a bad man. What's he written? 
just just he, leave it. Is he, is, is he, has he written? Is anybody else bored of Richard talking? Because I am. No, um, we all are well aware of that. This is this was maybe a bad choice of things to talk. About. <laughs> you, yeah, but you like talking, don't you? <laughs> you? You've been known to waffle. Yeah, I know. Um, and then the last one, <laughs> the last one, Cad Bean. I mean, it's just, true. just I can't just deny for, it. Just so people are aware, Rich is like this in real life. Sometimes oh, yeah. you just have to tell him to like, Rich, just shut up. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. I accept it as well. Yeah, because um, yeah. I know I talk too much. Um, so the last one. <laughs> I like is, it about you. So it's funny. <laughs> the last one is standardized upgrades and independent calculations. Is if you have Cad Bane in a Cad Bane ship. And you have one of the uh, robots in it that can take independent calculations. Then the rules state that he must equip it if one rogue class starfighter has it, but he doesn't meet the requirements oh. to equip it. Does that mean so he, he equips it because he can't use it? He can't equip it, but the other rogues can, or no rogue class can equip it while Cad Bane is selected because it <laughs> creates a, a, a ever decreasing circle Mobius effect, and the internet eats itself. So and then everyone dies. Yeah. So what's the answer? Uh, he doesn't have to take it. That's correct. He doesn't, he doesn't have the network calculations, so he wouldn't yep. have to take it. Yep. Basically, he doesn't have access to network calculations. I think it would have been quite funny if the major take it, but then didn't give him the calculate action. Oh, oh yeah. You'd yeah. have to take IGAAD, wouldn't you? Just like full chaos. <laughs> Do it. You you'd want. have to take. I love. I love chaos. Like, You'd have to take IG88D. Oh no, because that's a different faction. Yeah. Oh, you, you just have to cry. So what it it basically says, um, your option B, he can't equip, but other rogues can, which is the sensible option. Um, basically, um, the rogue class starfighters that have network calculations ability are able to equip independent calculations, even if Cad Bane is included in the same squad, since he does not have the network calculation ship ability. Um, he is not eligible to equip it, but this doesn't stop people that do meet the requirement from taking advantage of the option. And it will be made clear in a future rules reference guide update. So there you go. I've picked out the ones that weren't basically just a, a, an iteration of read the card um, there, but um, it's worth uh particularly if you go into a big tournament or something going and having a read of those um and being aware of some of the cascading impacts from them um they're not many that are going a bit weird but um yeah the i think the ricolet and the ion one is probably the one that might cascade elsewhere um or if they ever give you know the phantom its bomb slot back i don't know um <laughs> can i do I... this and then drop a bomb I'll put it out there. Some of the questions that you've read out feel like they were answered by people who would sell their car to pay for petrol. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, I do think it's um, interesting that plumbers jumped on and answered like a shed load of questions yes. when we've recently found out that uh, D has stepped down from doing it. Yeah. So if anybody doesn't know, D basically got fed up of the community constantly hassling him, like constantly everywhere he was about official rulings for things and why weren't official rulings being made. Um, so he's just stepped it, off it, from doing it. So now it's it was just... really unfair on him. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah it's he was really being, unfair. And he was being blamed for decisions that were being made that were being communicated on the forum. Um, and he basically just got fed up because he was doing it as a volunteer or, or if he was being paid, he wasn't being paid a whole lot um, to do it. So 
Um, so he stepped down. So now Chris Mitchell from the UK and Plummer are the two people responding to questions, but mostly it's been Plummer, which is, you know, he's the lead dev on X-Wing now. So um, any ruling that he gives is a, because this is how I want the game to work ruling. Um, and uh, you can argue the points of detail and the impact and the cascading effects and the knock on it, everything else. But um, ultimately, you know, it, it's good that they are answering questions. We might not like the way the questions are being answered. We might not like the answers that are being given, but at least um, there's official rulings on a bunch of stuff. It did remind me, though, when I used to work on the service. Better than desk. what we used to get, though, isn't it? Because we yeah. didn't used to get anything at all except remember? email from the words ones. Email from Frank. Do you remember? Do you remember when email from Frank was the was like the ultimate? Arbor? I've got an email from Frank, and then two people at a tournament would shout, "I've got an email from Frank," and they would say different things, and they'd be waving them around. I remember Vince yeah. Kingston at the start of a um, system open stood up and just said, "You know, I I make the rules the calls for this event." I have made a lot of decisions about a lot of things. I don't care if you've got an email from a developer or an email from God in this room. I am your God. And everybody laughed and went, ha, ha, ha. But obviously, he was fed up of people waving emails from Frank under his nose and saying the developers say that it works how I think it does. Um, so, um, yeah, it's it's good that it's good that Plummer is answering um, the questions. Um, it did remind me when I used to work on a service desk, he, he has cherry-picked, I think, the easy ones because I know that there are more complex questions sitting in that um, unanswered um, because a lot of people have gone after they've noticed he's updated a bunch gone. He's not answered mine because it was hard. Um, I think I've got one that I put on after we talked about it on here, which was does Hound in the lat boost happen before or after you score scenario points? He hasn't answered that one. He still hasn't answered uh, whether Ferrisphere it. No. Because uh, I can see it as an unanswered question. Because I no, it might it. not have answered yours, but has someone else not asked it? Uh, I didn't think to search, but um, I'm, sh- I'm least... sure I've seen that one though. Yeah, he still I'm hasn't sure it happens the... bef- before. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty certain. Um, then we can always look. Um, and he hasn't answered Tom Fields' end question about Ferrisphere Paint officially, although he's got an unofficial question answer, but it's not going to stop him from asking every TO before every event he goes to <laughs> and then not using it anyway. So it's all fine. Um, <sighs> How dare say. you insinuate that? Uh, I'm sure he asked that question for the SIF Taker Open to Tim. He did, yes. And we asked him if he was actually going Tim to Tim refused to answer if he was going to take it. Yeah. Yeah, we said, we said we'll said answer it if you say you're going to take it. And he said, I'm not taking it. So we said, okay, we're not answering the question. <laughs> why, why damn, we? damn right. Um, so, um, uh, can I I'm, just make a point? Yeah, go no, on. No, shut up. Can we all just stop hassling <laughs> people who are doing you a favour? That's a really good point to make. Do you, like, do you want to expand on that at all? Or is well, that yeah, it? the fact that people have like badgered D privately about private rulings and stuff. Like, people have their lives outside of this. Uh, they don't get paid a lot to do this little bit extra on the side and the other priorities. So the fact that some people, I'm not saying to any of our listeners, have found it acceptable to go into their private messages and stuff and just hound them over and over in different rule sections, it's unacceptable. And I hate you. Sliding into people's <laughs> DMs is not acceptable. Especially um, 
with D because he's actually a really nice bloke. Like, yeah, he is. He's yeah. just we're like uh, whenever he goes anyway, whenever he meets anyone, it's like, oh, I'll, I'll get drinks. He's always going above and beyond. So I think it's a bit unfair that people have hassled him. If anyone wants to yeah, hassle that's... Liam, though, that's perfectly fine. Yeah, do it. <laughs> you probably I'll, enjoy I'll it, send... actually. <laughs> I'll send you the most disgusting gifts, so you'll never talk to me again. <laughs> I'll just be. Lose. You'll just be that one. Of... You waking up? <laughs> yeah, I knew that. that was yeah, a good one. <laughs> Here's my face. <laughs> Never message favorite one. me again. I know it's yeah. really good. Yeah, you, it's you it's the same to be understanding of the effort people are putting in. You may not be happy with the effort, but if you're not putting that effort in yourself, you shouldn't be criticizing. Yeah, giving you know positive, constructive feedback in the right way is fine, and but it's often. Particularly if somebody like Dee has a platform, particularly if you listen to him on the podcast every week um, and you've listened to them for seven years talking, you can feel like you've got a relationship with him that you don't have because you've never actually met him. Um, And it's a weird oddity of listening to anybody on any podcast or any media is that you feel like you know that person. Um, soap stars have talked about it like people come up to them in the street and chat to them like they know them and they realise that they've just watched Emmerdale for 27 years and they think of that person, they think they know that person's personality and they're like, I'm an actor and I'm not like that at all sort of thing um, yeah, just being respectful of people's privacy is is basically where it comes to it so um, yeah, D's dropped out so let's not do the same thing with Chris um, because having people in the community who are connected to the community and able to see the conversations where people go, uh, they've made this call on the forums and it looks wrong, um, they can then go and correct it. So th- there was an instance of that um, in the updates that they did um, where Plummer had updated basically saying that a tie heavy couldn't equip two cannons and so therefore it wouldn't have a turret at range one because it had equipped something that didn't have a some uh, I'm not sure what the original ruling was but it made no sense and a bunch of people went this makes no sense lol and then like 13 hours later it was corrected um so you know having that link into the community is great and so we need to cherish it rather than driving it back out again so um cool that's that talked about rules great love them um we'll talk about Briefly, Solust, which uh, Liam is the planet that Nien Num comes from. Did you say? Yeah, droopy face, man. Go, go crispy. Yep. <laughs> so yes, uh, spoilers, Ben. Uh, congratulations. No one else to... knows we call him crispy. <laughs> I mean, it's written on tabletop to. Why <laughs> you? That means they already know because they've checked the score. <laughs> so Chris Patrick um, won uh, with his first order squad, which is a couple of FO bombers with um, chaff, and uh, then Kylo in a um, whisper, and then a couple of uh, FO Tie fighters. I think basically is is the long and the short of the list. It's a variant on the list, Liam, that you've been flying a fair bit. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, got an extra, he's got an extra bomber. You've got an extra whisper. You've got slightly different loadouts on things, but yeah, it's it's similar. Um, second place was uh, also first order was Felipe Alves de Freitas, Freitas maybe. Um, so two first order, first order one and two. So uh, nerf first order when I 
have a comment to make about this because I've seen on some of the American forums that they're really surprised and that nobody could have predicted that First Order would win this. But the thing is, if you just paid attention to how Europe was playing and you could see these FO lists start to rise up, like I used one, uh, I won a store champ with it. Uh, Crispy's been just smacking face with it. So is Dom Flanagan, Kester. I've tried it a few times. It's filthy. Yeah. The thing is, like, they're disgusting lists. And if you use them correctly, they do well. But if you... The Americans have failed to look outside of their own meta and look at counters. So they're all really surprised. But this is possibly, from outsiders looking in, the least surprising thing. Because we've all looked at these style of lists. Yeah. And it, it feels good. Because you've got people going... We couldn't have predicted this. And I'm like, well, if you know, if you looked at some data, you probably could have. Yeah, it's um it it's one that uh yeah, if if you've looked at what people have been doing with FO um across kind of small to medium events in Europe and online events as well, then you'd have seen it come in. Um but yeah, it's uh I mean the 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 runner up list by the way was um was was Von Reg and then Breach Whisper Kylo and Malorus in, in an FO so he's put Von Reg in at 6 instead of um filling in with bombers and an FO so he's put two aces uh, a 6 and a 5 and then uh he doesn't have chaff um he's got prox mines and APTs on Breach and fanatical cluster missiles of course why would you not on Malorus that's a great piece. We need to talk about that piece. That needs to be changed yeah, in yeah. some way. It's no, absurd. It's, it's fine. <clears throat> it's uh, fine. Uh, it was Malus was three points and four loadout. Yeah. And they gave her, and she was amazing value. It was almost an auto include. So to nerf her, they gave her five loadout. Yep. So she can take cluster <laughs> missiles and fanatical. But, but it has muddied the water a bit because you've got people thinking the concussions are a good choice on her. <laughs> so you're seeing it with the incorrect loadout now. Because, let's be honest, Mallory should be a set loadout. It makes no sense to change it because you get two modded shots and one's double yep. modded. Um, is it fanatical yeah. primary only or is it any attack? Yeah, it's primary only. Okay. I take marksmanship. Because it yeah. gives me that crit modifier for salvo, uh, salvage. Yeah. But I mean, you're still getting a double modded with lock plus um, the focus from Malorus's ability. And then your second one is just focus modded. Um, and then the next turn, you can do it again. And in a five round game, a three point ship being able to roll in and punch a double modded three dice attack followed by a single modded three dice attack for two turns in a row and be basically immune to damage while they're doing that. Not quite, but you know. It's it's fairly rude, and you know if you chip one shield off, oh well, the cluster missiles have gone. Now I've got fanatical, um, so I'm just hitting hyper hyper accurately. Um, yeah, it's disgusting. Um, and yeah, awesome that Kylo, movie. that Kylo, li- that, that those Kylo builds. I mean, very very different. Felipe has got you know shield upgrade um, and concussion missiles and instinctive aim and predator. Um, where I'm pretty sure Crispy has got a completely different loadout to that. Uh, just, in, just instinctive you know, aim, shattering shot, concussions, and some other things. Yeah, predator, 
I really liked it. Just, just yeah, sorry, just turn it back to the Malarus thing, and you're saying it was disgusting. Do, yeah. do you not think it's more that people should just not let you do that? Yeah, no, it's you're, not you're exactly right. the hard. It's not exactly the hardest thing to dodge in the world. I mean, so she's I five, isn't she? Um, yep. So there's only so much you can do um, because if they're joisting into oh, the middle with that ship next to the other ship. Oh yeah, you know you can do that, and then she's getting a single cluster missile, double modded. Um, it's a lot better than yeah, two lots of shots though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I just, I just, I don't think it's like super bro. I don't think it needs. You're talking like it needed to be nerfed away, and I don't really think it's that oppressive. Maybe it's because I got depressed because the one time I've flown against it, it wasn't. So you much let them do the thing. No, no, no. I, it wasn't the attack to me. It was the fact that Malarus's ability basically meant that she shrugged off, you know, two proton torpedoes and a something else because just never rolled blanks. Um, so, you know, rolling paint and just going, oh, I'll just flip everything like old glitter stim. It's like, I'll just flip everything. And it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, like, only, oh. it's only two turns, though, isn't it? I mean, I know, but you're only playing five or six turns in a game and two of them aren't engagement. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know. I just, I just think there's a lot more broken stuff to worry about than there, a, there li- is. a little TIE fighter that can do okay sometimes. Yeah, a, a little TIE fighter that's probably at the top end of the TIE fighter curve. Um, yeah, fair. Yeah, um, which is quite a high curve with some very, very good pieces in it, but Malarus is probably the best one. Um, and I'm talking across kind of all factions. I think that Malarus is probably the best little little iconic Star Wars ship um, of that particular shape. <laughs> you know, because let's not talk about Luke and Wedge at the minute because they're just <laughs> horrible things. Um, so yeah, well done to uh, well done to Crispy uh, once again for for winning that event. Um, it was I think eighty players, um, give or take. Uh, oh, ninety two in the end signed up for it. So. Yeah, well done to him. Um, that's a really good, uh, good effort um, online. He does have, I think, the biggest um, team uh, club affiliation. So it's uh, Christopher Patrick, Viper Squadron, Tauntaun Squadron, Bearded Squadron, Hexiled Gaming. <laughs> so um, because he's got Hexiled Gaming in there, Scott's going to send him a Proton Torpedoes card. Um, so it's time to remember that that happens as well. What, what um, was that? If you've got Hexiles uh, Gaming in your affiliation and you, I think, make cut or win a tournament over a certain size, Scott sends you all darts, basically. That's um, cool. Yeah, uh, it's part of his part of his deal to build the Hexiles Squadron. So there's a lot of people that have them in as a secondary affiliation, uh, which is nice. Yeah, Scott's a really top bloke as well. Yeah, he is. He's like, he just seems like a really nice guy. Yeah, everything you hear about him just makes you think he's a better person than he was five minutes ago. But yeah, anyway, enough of blowing smoke up his bum. He doesn't need it. <laughs> um, so that's um, that's Solust. Um, don't really want to go into too much detail on lists and gobbins. You can, they're unlocked. You can go and look at them on Tabletop TO if you want to. Um, search for Solust and you'll find it, or Galaxies and you'll find it. Um, it's interesting that um, no Republic made cut. Yeah, it was a bit of a. Um, they, they said that no resistance made cut, but that's because one did, and then the guy dropped because he couldn't play. So I was like, mm, okay, yeah. but um, still um, low for what I'd expect, though. Yeah, it, it was a bit of a surprise. I think there is more to Republic maybe than um, people. I think people have kind of knee jerked away from Republic, but I think there's still some really really strong options in it. Um, I think there's a lot of triggers to remember. That's what people don't like. 
Yeah, I think that's the thing you've said, and I think it it's true, the way that you need to build lists in Republic now. Um, so on Sunday, we've got that um, Element Games have started to run um, tournaments for basically all of the core thing. Yeah, 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 it's 26. I thought it was um, next Sunday. So they've started to run these tournaments for all of the core games where they've got big communities, um, but running them directly. And um, I've decided I'm going to take the boy for his first X-Wing tournament. And we're going to play as a pair on one I'm side. Disappointed of the table. you call him the child. <laughs> I'm ashamed of myself. I shall, <laughs> I shall do better next time. Um, so me Tim, and the child. Delete this. Put child it in now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's not doing any editing today, apart from the Liam sweary bits. Um, so um, I, me, I swore as well, to be honest. <laughs> me and the child are going to come down. There you go. Me and the child are going to come down and play as a pair. Um, and I said to him, "What?" Um, what ships do you want to use? And he's watching, um, he's watching the Clone Wars at the minute, and he's watching a bit of Rebels. So he's like, "Oh, I want to use Ezra," and I'm like, "Oh, Ezra's not very good." Okay, he said, "Or Anakin." Such a triad. Well, it goes or Anakin and Obi Wan, and I was like, "Right." So I was like, "You want to use Jedi?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I love Jedi." He wanted to use Jedi or Mandalorian, so I couldn't do him a list with Mandalorians with my stuff. I haven't got enough stuff. Because, uh, you know, those are the things that he's into. Because he's a kid, and they're the big media things. They're really good. Um, so the um, I basically, I looked at um, Neil's Duterte's list from the expo, and I was like, it's fairly hard, you know, hard-wearing. You know, you, you take evades, you use Yoda, blah, blah, blah. Everything's fine. Um, there's lots of re-rolls because of the lat. Um Everybody's got four, so you don't get your actions taken away. And, you know, there's a, it's iconic ships and iconic characters. You know, you've got Obi-Wan, you've got um, Anakin, and then you've got another, um, but you've also got Yoda, and you've also got, um, you know, a lat gunship, which he likes anyway. Um, so, and then I looked at the triggers and I was like... I was, I was just about to say that sounds like a lot for him to remember. Well, though he's not remembering it, I'm going to be sitting next to him and we're going to be playing it together and he's going to be making decisions, but I'm going to be reminding him what the decisions are that he can make and letting him do the choosing and stuff. And I'm like, right, this is probably going to be even worse. And then I'm thinking, what's a simpler list that I can get him to use? And then I'm thinking, is it Rebel Alpha Strike? And then I'm like, no, everything's got weird complicated interactions it is not a child-friendly game you're, anymore. you're gonna be so awkward it'll be like yeah. i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna do a barrel rolling no no focus do a focus like, i just want to do the barrel roll no do do a focus it's a much better idea no i'm, a I'm three bank. Try. no one does a three bank here i'm gonna try really <laughs> hard he knows how to do dials and moves his problem is is that if he likes a ship and he doesn't want that ship to get shot at he'll just disengage with it like he'll just three bank away at the start of combat. He'll just fly to the wrong side of the map, and I'm like, ah, the Ollie, the Ollie Pocknell school of X-wing. I see. <laughs> form, form four. <laughs> I see. Um, so anyway, we're gonna see. But I, uh, yeah, I was trying to find a simple list in Republic to use, and I was like, Jedi is a good place to start. And then you start filling in the loadout, and it's like, oh, shattering shot, trick shot. Do I put in Predator? Do I put in you know, and then it's just like trying to remember all the triggers and stuff. So 
Um, I'll probably just bring that one down and, you know, we'll we'll see how it goes. But to be honest, I'm expecting to play two rounds and then him to be bored. And then me to be like, you paid a tenner, you're staying. And then us to leave halfway through round three with a lot of apologies. And, you know, I'll try and bring him back when he's a bit older. But we'll see how it goes. Um, so, anyway. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, it will. But, um, yeah, it was uh, just, just again, just a thing about Republic. I think people have, as you well, said, yeah. people have, I said knee-jerked away. You said, because of the triggers, yes. Um, even the simplest Republic lists, it's impossible to build them without complex triggers. So, what we said... The new... Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I, mean, I was just going to... I was just going to say when he played Pokemon cards with us um, in the the, the beef eat at that time, he seemed yeah, like he was quite happy to sit and, and play it. You know, destroyed I mean? him. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't <laughs> say it was. You're, you're almost as bad as that time Bob played the three Skurgs against Mike's kid. Oh wow! And he, yeah. ne- he never came back again after that. I don't <laughs> think Mike came back after that. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, he's he's good with games and he's learned not to tantrum when he loses which is great um so you know he understands that you know there's a a, a certain level of behavior expected when you're out playing games with people um but when i've tried to play x-wing with full rules against him at home and with him at home where i've been like walking him through his decision trees he just looks at me and you can see his brain melting and running out of his ears and he just goes it's too complicated my brain my head hurts dad and i'm like yeah fair enough um, and, you know, it's not a complex decision tree I'm trying to walk him through, but it's just so hard to explain it in a way that an eight-year-old understands, you know. You know, I'm trying to say you can take a target lock or you can do this, but you've got to think about this ability. And then if you do this, then he can do that. And he just goes, nope, shuts down. You know, <laughs> trying trying to understand his own list is hard enough, never mind the impact that his opponent's list has on him. Um, and I, I think it's one of the things that, it's cast into light to me that new players might actually struggle unless they're experienced gamers. They might actually struggle with getting into X-Wing in its current state just because the weight of cards from loadout value is so high um, and the number of interactions is so high. Like, you know, you play against an experienced player, they explain their list to you, you kind of go, there's jank here, but I can't be bothered to realize what it is. So I'll experience it when it happens to me. Um, And then, you know, it happens and you go, all right, okay, cool next time i'll know <laughs> you know um and i just think that new players will get caught by things where they just go wait i've just done a thing that i thought was a good thing for me to do and it turns out it was a bad thing like genesis red you know you fly in you take a focus and by doing so you give him the ability to tar- um to um, double mod his torp on you um or you know don't take a focus so that he can't kind of thing um if you're a new player you just fly up and take a focus right and Genesis Red torps you with double mods, and you go, "Oh, right, okay." But yeah, anyway, loads of people let you do that. Oh yeah, yeah, even experienced players let you do that. Um, um, it it was in mind because I played against Johnny Hall uh, last week, and he had Genesis Red, and I had Y wings, so I was going, "I'm going to target lock calculate, boost to calculate." And he was going, <laughs> "You're doing that because I can't steal calculate, aren't you?" I was like, "Yep." <laughs> <laughs> I, I've already got a target lock. I'm going to target lock again and calculate. It's like, why don't you just take a focus? I'm like, because you're going to come around and tort me if I do. <laughs> like, it's, tr- it's true, fair. I'd have taught you a lesson and just talked you anyway. 
he did torque me anyway, and he didn't need to use his target lock, and he got four hits, so it was fine. Um, yes, Johnny. Oh, he had the dirtiest interaction, and I can't even remember it. But basically, Cad Bane in scum with what's the snapshot. the guy? Uh, yeah, with snapshot Zuckus. and not Zuckus, the one where you can take an eye on. No, take Hold a stress on. to make you re-roll dice. Is that Zuckus? Zuckus. Yeah. Because, yeah. So basically, snapshot. He then makes you re-roll your dice to make sure a snapshot hits. Then, because it hits, he passes you the stress. So then you can't take an action. That yeah. he just got from Zuckus. So then you can't take an action. And he took Poe to half and put him in a position where he was killed um, by basically uh, doing a. I oh, did a like he. He was cloaked, so he did a decloak out so that he moved where his range two band was going to be. And I was like, oh, rude. So sad. <laughs> I mean, it was amazing. And he was so happy. Like, you know, when somebody's got a bit of jank in and they pull it off, um, or, you know, something amazing and they pull it off. And it, it happened once, but it got the kill on Poe and it won him the game ultimately. Um, I mean, that time we by... played and you trashed me, but I got my double modded product off because that's all, that's all <laughs> I cared about was my pocket. Yeah. I got my double modded oddball procket off. It's gone. <laughs> I've done it. I don't have to I do anything else now. today. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter. I'll lose. I concede. Who cares? Yeah. But he was like, <laughs> he was so happy that he'd got his jank off. And I was like, yeah, fair enough. I was like, I don't think you'd get it off on me again, but you might. <laughs> or I'd it probably made up because he'd, he'd made a, a resistance list before, hadn't he? And uh-huh. put something in that didn't work. I can't remember what it was now. Yeah, but, he did something else. But this, he threw it together, and then when, as soon as he started playing, he was like, ah, this doesn't work. My list's rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he was playing against four whispers, which is um, a thing. Um, oh, yeah. Um, it was four, four whispers and a grudge bomber or something like that. So it was pretty <laughs> pretty hideous what he was playing against. So, you know, it wasn't a, oh, let's just throw jank into jank. It was, oh, right, and I'm... Um, got something utterly disgusting to have to play against like grand <laughs> let's go um so the um so yeah anyway i think we can move on from um from that bit of discussion um we'll see i mean i, I was just going to say on solace you pointed out there was no republic everything else was pretty evenly um spread there was a lot of empire in cut there was a bit of separatists as well um don't know if you noticed that one liam Grievous, Django, Cadbane, yeah, and DFS eighty one. Yeah, I, um, I was hoping it appeared on stream. I was going to have a look at it tonight and see if I could find something. Yeah, um, a lot of Vader, um, fair amount of um, Rebel Alpha um, that made it into cut but didn't progress past top eight. Um, yeah, there's, um, but I mean, genuinely, like a good, good. Bit of variance, bit of a tie swarm. It's, it's nice to see. Um, nice to see. Um, next thing to talk about: Kyber Cup is gone to top sixteen now. I'm in it. Yay! Won my top thirty-two game. Very Congrats. close. Eleven-nine against. I'm gonna forget his name. Pink Panther Charles Holcomb, who's a guy from Atlanta, Georgia, um, and he's got literally the best accent, and he always plays wearing a cowboy hat, even when he's playing online. So. <laughs> Basically, he's like awesome, most awesome guy, and uh, it was a really cool, fun, swingy game, um, which I really enjoyed. Um, but my next game is against Rebel Alpha, so I've got 
my four Y wings plus pull into Wedge, Luke, Dutch with plasmas, and Fenrau with swarm tactics. That sounds like a familiar list. Yeah. So <laughs> I must admit, I'm not looking forward to it, but um, we'll see how it goes. Um, I have a I have a theory. Um, I'm going to play to my theory and see how it goes. And if it goes well, I'll be happy. And if it doesn't go well, I won't be surprised. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll see how we go. So uh, well done to everybody who's uh, continuing through uh, on Kyber Cup. Um, we're on escalated cut rate now, so it's a game every three or four days. So um, I'll either be out or in top four by the time we next record because of the speed that the cut rounds go at. Um, so it's you'll be top cool. four. You got this. Yeah, let's do it. I'm in the same side of the bracket as Nicholas God, who's already made top uh, top eight because him and his uh, top sixteen opponent just realised that they were both already through. So they just the same night as they played the top thirty two game, played the top sixteen game. Um, so he's like three days ahead of everybody else now. So, um, so he'd be my top four if I continued going. And he won his next game, obviously, which is fun because he's a great guy to play against. Um, so that was that um, Kyber Cup um, and the last thing to talk about is the XTC so last year it was literally the biggest thing in online X-Wing everybody was really excited it was hype left right and central there was enormous amounts of people there was about 47,000 teams which is weird because there's only 190 countries in the world but you know between the UK having four teams and everybody else complaining about it not being fair. Um, you know, we managed to, I think it was, was it over 30 teams last time? I can't remember. It was enormous though. Um, it's been a little bit quieter this time around, but um, the deadline for signups was yesterday, the 19th of June. Um, so that's uh, money paid and squads and team composition submitted. Um, and then we've got uh the draw tonight which is going to be streamed live on ollie's 186 channel um on twitch and youtube uh so you'll be able to watch that back if it interests you um and i think there's 24 signups this year so it's a bit smaller um probably as a result of 2.5 also crossed with um just you know people can play in real life now um, so there was a real decision but um, about whether it was going to be in person or not, and they decided to go for online this time. Uh, but that said, uh, three uh, three people on the podcast are on teams. So Tim and Liam are on Team England. Tim, That's right, people. I given got up. selected. Have you renounced no longer, your title as no pirate? Longer a pirate. No longer no, a pirate. No, I haven't renounced. I'm just I'm on retainer. You're not on England. the pirate team. You're not on the pirate team. There is a well, pirate team. Just, just because I vacated the island and other people have moved in doesn't mean I'm not a pirate. And because just I'm because they left you abandoned. I'll just go colonise it later like a true <laughs> Englishman. Just because they abandoned you on a blasted piece of rock isolated in the North Atlantic. Yeah, they'll find out. They're going to learn. Just dumped you somewhere. Said, what's it say on that? Wolver, Wolverham? Wolverham? Oh, whatever. Just leave him there. Can't do any harm. They'll be fine. Little do they know. Come back with drugs now. <laughs> Glitter stims. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, Liam. So you're flying. Um, what what faction have you been selected to fly? Uh, you can tell us now. To know, I'm actually flying 
First order. Is it first order? I couldn't decide whether to put you on separatists for a a matchup. Uh, uh, whammy. The, the thought was there, but I hadn't played enough games to feel confident. And then I just said to Ollie, I was like, yeah, as much as I want to, no, because I've got reps in with FO and I've just been using my separatist as a palate cleanser. Mm-hmm. So, so I just in- start getting more reps in with it. I was interested to see the um, the selection for uh, for Team England um, has swung quite wildly away from last year's team. Um, so it's got uh, Ollie and uh, Tim. Uh, Tim, who are you flying? Uh, Republic. Republic. Cool. Yeah, so and you were on you were in last year's team, weren't you? Yes, yes, I was. So that's when we had. So last year we had seven. Uh, so it's one player per faction. Whereas this year, because it's teams of five. Uh, essentially two factions don't get played yeah and that um so the england team is now you two plus ollie plus dan yeah dom and dom dom flanagan and dan athy i was trying to figure out which dan it was and i was like it can't be dan athy no i'm kidding good player um so yeah um i guess dan's playing rebels nope no, no, interesting. Okay, cool. No, so like, yeah, I mean, there's there's been lot lots of discussions about uh, who's flying what, uh, but you know, simply put, um, rather than have Ollie be a filler, um, I was like, just take the list you're playing. You know, my, my my thoughts would take the list you're playing well with. So he's obviously uh, been flying well with Rebels, uh, made cut at uh, UK uh, Worlds qualifier, so he he's taking Rebels. Uh, Dan's been running a fair bit of scum, so he'll be taking scum. Uh, mm-hmm. Dom's had a lot of experience flying Imperial Aces, so he's um, it was it was it was it was tricky. So like selection wise this year, uh, we we've tried to take more of a focus on who's been playing online and sort of doing well online because yeah. it is a very different game. And what we found last year is that although there are you know you can be a good player in person. And be good online there's a different type of pressure um so it was basically those that seem to handle the big online events uh better sort of um you know and, and also like looking at you know new players and and people who've been playing well yeah being able to get up for a 6 a.m game against somebody in australia is very different to being able to get up for game five um in a room with somebody at with somebody or just um, um, like the finals like playing five games Say X or Games Expo, same or whatever, or wherever you are, massive event, playing five games. You have a bad game, your teammates can get round you, G you up, and you can have a break and stretch your legs. Up. You know, and then actually playing at home, have you got that? Um, have you got those facilities? Like, I know when I played the GSP, like Galaxies events, like if I finished around early and I knew it was lunch break, I would immediately just grab my headphones and just go for a 30 minute walk. And you know, being able to like decompress between games and stuff if you have a bad game and stuff. Um, so yeah, just you know, having a look at um, you know who's been playing well online and um, equally like a few of the names that you you know perhaps you know sort of more expected to see an England team, um, barring his uh, return at the UK Games Expo. Like Tom hadn't touched two point five and you know hadn't been um, very keen on two point five. So. Um, yeah, it was you know, obviously last minute he will come back as such, but 
Um, I think you know Dan's Dan's played well. Um, I've been doing okay online. Um, you know, same with Volley Dom and Liam. So mm-hmm. I think from from an on, online uh, sort of point of view, they're, they're sort of names that you would expect to see up the top of online events. And so if it's an online XTC, it probably kind of makes sense. Obviously, I, I would point say out as well. Last year, I had no offers. I had five offers to be on teams this year, people. How times have changed. Well, Who's your god now? People feel sorry for you. So Yeah, uh, Filippo Bussi, I think, is, is our god now. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, he could just ban you from the event and laugh in your face. Yeah, but I think I think yeah, that true. I think that was you know that, a, a good thing to think about like with because um, obviously going down to five players was a little disappointing for me because you know obviously I, I do like you know if seven players for seven factions and then you know you know every faction gets played which would have been very interesting if we didn't have the latest points update because separatists were in a very bad place um, yeah. But obviously now people can pick and choose, and perhaps if there was, I mean, I don't think there is a a faction now that is unplayable. Um, you know, sh- sure there are. You know, you got a couple of auto includes, like your, your your auto includes are probably rebel, fo, and imperials, and then your next two come out of the, the four, depending like what players you got. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. Um, I think uh, we're, we're very lucky in sort of the, the English community that we've got a lot of active players and a lot of people that would be interested to play so it was always going to be a, a tough selection yeah right. i mean this was one of the things that people in some of the other countries were kind of saying in previous xtc's like when you look at the uk teams you kind of go wait a minute well that's england that's england b with a welsh captain that's england c with two scots people and three english people and that's you know england d with you know a couple of English people playing on the Ireland team um, or whatever, um, and it was like, and I recall, I think Tom played for the Netherlands at one point, yep. um, you know, and it was basically just you know English players were kind of across uh, the XTC basically because you know they were able to travel to the big events and you know they were teams were picking them up to do it, but I think the online version is kind of making people try to use um people from their home countries and as you say england are fortunate that they've got um they've got you know seven or eight really solid good tts players who all want to play and want to be involved and are up for um up for i mean i'm team ireland um i ended up weirdly funny funny story i ended up captain because um we had a captain and two vice captains and the captain and one of the vice captains both dropped out on the same day and left me with a, well, there was seven of us, uh, or sorry, six of us, all from Ireland uh, or Northern Ireland, all kind of able and willing to play. And now there's four of us. And I just kind of said to the remaining guys, look, if we're enthusiastic and energetic about 2.5 and we want to play in this tournament, then we'll do it. And I'll go and find a Merc. If not, we can drop out now. And everybody was like, no, I really want to play, really want to play, really want to play. Uh, so um, myself, um, Cormac Higgins, um, a guy called uh, Kevin Conrad, who's a really solid player, who's um, German but naturalised Irish. He's married to an Irish girl, so he's definitely one of ours. He's more Irish than Phil Babb, who played for Ireland at the World Cup, so it's fine. <laughs> um, and then uh, 
and then Nick Harris, who is actually Irish, despite the fact that everybody tells him he's Welsh constantly. Um, and then we've got uh, Phil Pond, the Merc. So we like we're fifty percent Team Farcast, um, basically at this point, but it's fine. Um, so we're playing across the five factions. The two we're not playing are uh, Scum and Villainy and Separatists. Um, so we've gone in with the other ones, and I'm not playing Resistance, even though I was captain. I took one for the team and let Nick play Resistance because he wanted to. So that you could take so. Rebel Alpha and, and yeah. I didn't want to fly Rebel Alpha oh, because here we go. I was captain, no. so I, I I chose I chose this really good list. I would have I would have wanted to use my current Resistance list that I'm running in Kyber with a few tweaks. Um, if I'd been given the option to use anything, um, but Nick has got a lot of good practice, a lot of good reps in with a very solid resistance list. Um, and I have used the Rebel Alpha a few times. And I was looking across, I was genuinely looking at Scum and Villainy and Separatist squads um, as well and thinking, is there something that I can do in that that's better than Rebel Alpha? And just thinking about how I play, um, I just thought there's no point in trying to do something weird and off the wall. Um, just so that I'm not using something that is determined as good. So I'm using a Rebel Alpha list because it's a really strong top of the meta list. So why wouldn't I, basically? Because yeah. that's what XTC needs. Um, you know, you, you, you're putting top drawer lists in, and that's again what we've done. You know, so our Repub- our Republic list is Cormac. Um, it's top end Republic list, which you know you you know about Tim because you've been flying the same kind of stuff. Um, our Empire list is going to have Vader, you know. Um, our Resistance list is going to have Ray, probably some Y wings, you know. But all of this stuff is going to be released into the wild over the course of the next uh, few days because uh, it's all finished being submitted yesterday. So now we can start to un lift the veil of secrecy um, from all of the team and list composition and stuff. Um, so yeah. Anyway, um, I'm not so sure. yeah, yeah. So I, I know there. Was... I'm not sure if it's four groups of six or five groups of five, or uh, there's a few numbers banding around. So uh, I'm sure once we get to the draw tonight, we can actually see. But uh, either way, I mean, that's that's still pretty brutal. So there'll be a group stage of about, let's say, four to five weeks, however long it's going to be. One round a week, which will be, you know, obviously one team paired against another with, you know, a scenario. Um, So everybody's playing the same scenario. Um, but there will still be that that pairings process where you you basically you know what each team's got you know each team's going to put forward a list and then you know choosing what you're playing against. So there's, there's sort of the the pre-game tactics as such, trying to you know sort of negotiate the best matchups um, for for your team as such. So that would be quite interesting to see. And I think that would be interesting to see like perhaps what are the most drop most drop factions. Um, yeah. So yeah, that would be quite interesting. Um, I imagine separatists will be pretty high, um, purely because I think they're still quite one-dimensional. Um, so either you've got a player that wants to play, you know, Django Grievous or, or something like that with 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 droids. Um, I think there's more variety with Republic Resistance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know those sort of factions. So we you know, we'll wait and see what what comes out. So, um, then the top two most likely in each of the groups will then qualify for the finals, and the finals are the same weekend they've always been, which is the last weekend in August. But they might not be if we end up playing five rounds of five, because then they might come a bit earlier. Um, okay. 
I, I mean, yeah. I, you're, you're, you're in the captain section. I'm not entirely sure. I know we had 10 teams last time, so that was five five games a day, wasn't it? Yeah, so the currently it is currently scheduled for the last weekend in August, which is hilarious because I'm in Galaxy's Edge on that weekend. So They've got Wi-Fi. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah, I'll be fine. I'll bring my laptop with me and balance it on my knee while I'm going around roller coasters and stuff. It'll be all good. I won't at all ruin my entire marriage and family life for years to come. It'll be fine. Um, so yeah anyway xtc um i guess we'll try and get um like we did last year we'll try and get some of the xtc captains um and some of uh we'll maybe see if we can get p4 on um i did hear a rumor that poland haven't put a team in this year uh they couldn't get five people who wanted to play uh so mm-hmm. there you go that's uh that's a rumor for you well we'll know if i'm talking nonsense because they've got a team um or whether well, it's true and um, by the time this is released yeah, I played Kronos uh, a couple of weeks back in the Sith Taker League. And I know he was saying at the time, like, the community had, like, sort of not so much disbanded, but I know a lot of players have moved across to Legion. Yeah, it's what happens when your community leaders talk um, just negatively about the new version of the game. Um, people who aren't community leaders or who follow them and what they do um, then just kind of drift away and go and do the other things instead because mm. you know why would you play a game when the people who you whose opinion you respect tell you it's crap um you're not going to bother trying it yourself so um which is why we've always said to people you know we think it's good fun go and try it for yourself um we're not going to tell you to play it but we think it's good fun go and try it for yourself um so yeah anyway we've got um we've got xtc coming up we will try and get some more people on um ben mini stravaganza I was just about to say about that. Yes, carry on. Um, they've just re-announced a new date, so it's uh, July the 14th to 16th. So a month um, after it should have been. Yeah, didn't they all get COVID or something? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'll be honest, I, I, I probably won't watch much of it myself. Um, I'll just wait for everyone to tell me what happened. Because I don't really like sitting watching big long streams and hope that it's something useful to me. Like I know some people like the painting and things like that. I, I don't really enjoy watching it. Um, I like seeing ships finished, but I, I don't really want to sit and watch someone paint it and then drip feed me information. Um, it's yeah. not my thing. I mean, I know because you don't work in an office where you can sit with Twitch on in the background while you're yeah. working, but I, I can, but because of the time zone difference it basically starts at like 5 p.m or maybe 3 p.m or something like that in uk time and then like trots through for a few hours into the evening so i might pick up a couple of the streams but there'll be people on reddit or the various discords who will you know do a blow by blow account of everything that happens in the x-wing streams so um we're just hoping for new releases aren't we let's let's just hope that they're going to announce some new ships or some new content um, and not just more spoilers of the Yavin pack. Um, so they said oh, hot everything... takes from Liam. Hot takes. Go on. I do think got? they said that everything they were telling us, they've already told us, and they're just going to go over more stuff, but with a oh, video stream. Sad face. So no B wings. No. I'm quite looking forward to this Yavin pack. If I'm honest. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, um, I am looking forward to it. I think it's going to be great fun to play it. Um, I hope they do more little packs of cards and updated cards and things like that on top of ships because it, it honestly it makes us buy things twice. 
Did we talk about the Yavin pack, the spoilers? Yes. We did. The hand saw, the ridiculous hand yeah, saw. Yeah. yeah. What's that? Coordinate at in the start of the engagement phase? Sweet. Seems good. Uh, yeah. Anyway. I want it. I want more of that stuff because I've got a lot of ships, so <laughs> it, 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 not, it's not just that, but I mean, it, it's a way of bringing more ships into being actually playable and worthwhile. Well, it's yeah. two thirty-five point lists, isn't it? So at the very least, you get to put more of your spaceships on the table every time you're using it. Oh yeah. Um, is I mean, it I'm sure we'll. I'm sure Epic? we'll play it. But oh yeah, of course we will. One or two times, I can't imagine it'll become. You, you know what it's like. Most of the time, with these sort of things, you you learn how to beat it. <laughs> I mean, I guess that you could have four. You could have a, like a four-player version where you've got two people doing Empire and two people doing um, Rebels, and it's a more kind of collaborative kind of event where you get you know different people and you can get newer players involved because they've got an experienced player next to them and stuff so yeah we'll be able to we'll definitely run some stuff like that so um i think we can probably call it there because tim wants to get this edited tonight so that you can get down and play games with us at element tomorrow with special guest appearance from liam baker all the way from wolverhampton and adam freeman as well gonna be good Yay. and they're getting there at three o'clock so it'll be early like me Oh, nice and early. I, I'll still be getting there at about six-ish. I play one game and then eating a kebab. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's how it goes. That definitely will be, because it's your turn. <laughs> or or we're currently we're currently even, so we could just like say balanced. Cut. We know that's going to happen. On the way in. No, the snacky snack is too good. <laughs> it's right. gotten that bad that, that me and Rich don't even ask each other what we want. We just order it now. Just order the same thing. <laughs> Occasionally, other people eat food as well, but they will just be gone. It's Tuesday night. Yeah, 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 yeah. There it is. <laughs> Two of them. Two of them, please. Um, oh, they're having chili sauce today. <laughs> right. Anyway, um, on that note, uh, I will say goodbye from Tim. Oh, wait, no shout outs. Anybody got any shout outs? Yes. Uh, all right, Tim, go ahead. Shout outs. I was first. Um, yeah, I'll shout out uh, Paul Fulon, Kester Smith, and Toby Harris, who are our substitutes and coach for the England team. Cool. You don't have any of them in Team Ireland. Well, and also Chris Burnett, because uh, he's been around chatting about lists and stuff, and I'm going to be obviously helping everybody practice, which is very That's helpful. It. He didn't make cut. Didn't make the cut. Uh, I think he said he wasn't. he couldn't commit to the time. So, uh, so he, he was one of the ones that we wanted to talk to, and yeah, he, he couldn't commit either to the group stage or final. I can't remember. But you're going to have Kester on the sidelines. Kester went undefeated in the last XTC, didn't he? He's yeah. also just had a kid. But yeah, he had a kid, which is why he's not involved full-time. But he's going to be on the sidelines and put me in coach. Yeah, but Paul, Paul, Paul and Kester, probably the um, uh, with results, certainly are the, sort of the, you know, the two strongest players from the last... Uh, XDC and yeah, both both on the bench, keeping it warm. Nice. And then, who's your co- who's your non-playing coach then? Uh, Toby Harris. Toby, cool. Yeah, and uh, I know the Pirates team being put together by Funwalk. He's um, that's going to be an interesting team when people see it um, over the course of this evening and tomorrow. So he's got um, Azagal and Nicholas God on Pirates, <laughs> which is pretty good start. Uh, he's also got um, uh, Tom Fields and he's going to be his resistance player. So there's a Ray list coming in at your heart. Um, 
Your team's got to have a tail, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Funwalk's not playing himself, actually. He's put he's put the team together, but he's not playing himself. I'm not sure. I think there's uh, at least one US player. I think Andrew Lippins um, is in. And then he's got a, a couple of subs. And I think I think Matt Coggins is the fifth one, but I'm not sure what faction Matt's playing because he's been playing Resistance for four and a half, five years exclusively. So he's he's going to be... He's going to be going probably into something like Rebel Alpha, I would think. Um, just to, you know, here's a here's a good list. Go and do some solid work with it. Um, but I don't know. We'll find out later on tonight. So, um, yeah, I'll give a shout out to Funwalk and the, the Team Pirates who've um, who fleshed out the numbers. Um, and to anybody else that we talk to, engage with, or hang about with online um, who are playing in or captaining or involved in the XTC in some way. Um, it'll be good to get some games in and some engagement in against you guys. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, Liam, do you want to shout out Board and Brom? Uh, I do, uh, and remind everyone that we've got a tournament on the 9th of July. And I would also like to shout out Ash Turner, who's running a charity event at Board and Brom, which I believe is on the 18th of September. Okay. Uh, so it'd be good if you guys can all come down to that, because it's uh, for some... I think. It's like Sorry, I hate then. charity. Uh, it's uh, for some cadets <laughs> going over uh, overseas to help out and do some uh, some treks and stuff. So that'll be good for them. Cool. And honestly, look, I've seen some of the price support he's got. It's nuts. It is very good. Ash is a good guy. Ash comes to um, all basically all of the big events that we run at Element and all of the things that are run at Board and Brum. So um, he's a great guy as well. He's a really good fun to play against. He's like just really. Yep, I've got my chill. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't because the 18th of September is the weekend of my wife's birthday, so I'm very unlikely to be able to attend. But um, yeah. Buy her a uh, ticket. Yeah, she'd love that. <laughs> she'd love that. Uh, cool. Ben, did you have any other shout outs? Yeah, at all? it's only a little. I just a uh, shout out to everyone who played Aces High with us on Friday night. It was nice just to play silly X Wing and laugh at each other. Yeah. And League, do you know when you're restarting that yet? No, I've I've just I thanked everyone I've, again. That's another shout, I suppose. Thanks everyone who was. In, um, I've got to sit down and sort everything and figure it out and look when how things are looking. Yeah, probably, probably in a few weeks once the XTC is starting to wind back down again. Yeah, I, I think I'm probably going to leave it till after the XTC, maybe just yeah. to so people free the time up, and it, it makes the XTC more interesting, doesn't it? Yeah, rather than taking yeah. anything away from it. Well, I mean, some of the XTC players will be super tryharding and practicing like seven or eight times their matchup before they yeah. play it. So, you know, they won't want to be having to play some random game against somebody at some point. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, you know, just treat it as another practice rep with their list, you know, whatever. Last time when we ran it during the XTC, it was people were finding it hard to get the games in yeah. because there were just so many games to try and fit in. So I think I'm going to wait till after this time. Yeah, makes sense. But we will communicate that to people in the league um, as and when. Uh, cool. Um, I haven't got any particular um, shout outs. So, um, Just a um, shout out to me then. Yeah, shout out to Ben um, for <laughs> uh, being my weekly kebab companion. Um, <laughs> No, actually, I will. I will shout out to. We mentioned that we had twelve people down last um, last time. So. Um, yeah, a lot of our regular Sith takers weren't able to make it. So that was 12 people. And we had, you know, sort of um, four or five newer players and then, you know, um, six or seven returning 
uh, kind of long-term players kind of coming back. And it's great that it's grown up from being uh, me, Ben and Dave sitting at the back of the room, being a bit concerned that there's just the three of us playing, you know, a little round robin every week um, to, you know, getting a bunch of new people in who love Star Wars and love gaming and are, you know, really getting their, their heads around it and getting back into it. It's, it's absolutely fantastic. So, um, Hopefully, we might hear some of their voices on the podcast at some point in the future as they start to um, strengthen their opinion and their ego about how good they are at the game. Because um, let's be honest, you have to have a good opinion of yourself to be willing to talk crap for an hour on a Monday night. Um, You've got enough ego for all of us, Rich. I know. I know it's terrible. When you meet me in person, I'm so shy and retiring as well. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love, uh, I, my favorite rich is when you've had like a few beers because you don't usually drink beers and you just start talking to anyone who's near you yeah, like, yeah. hello there hello why would you not all the no, irish I, comes out with you then <laughs> i did i did one of those personality things at work and i'm apparently oh, and i'm an extroverted introvert which means that <laughs> if i'm in a room full of people that i know i'm really extroverted but <laughs> if you put me into like if you put me to like a conference or something and I don't know anybody, I'll just stand in the corner and not engage with people until I see the one person I know. And then I'll go and talk to them. And then if they introduce me to somebody, then I'll start to spread out and I'll be fine. But if I don't see anybody I know, I'll stand around and feel awkward for like half an hour and then just leave because I don't like it because I don't know anybody. But if you put me in a room where I know a handful of people, then I, and obviously then alcohol changes the, changes the metric a bit and it doesn't take it doesn't take much um, i like merry merry rich is fun <laughs> i can be i can be i can also get very noisy and yeah, yeah i like that <laughs> aggressively push shots on people that are driving that kind of stuff um <laughs> what do you mean you're not drinking why not what's wrong with you oh you're driving fair enough to apologize give this to him you one, want then. <laughs> i'll buy you a coke who are you <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're doing a good thing anyway that's enough of that right i was gonna say goodbye before tim goes mad um so uh it's goodbye from tim goodbye he didn't say hello but he said goodbye he's like a reverse beetle and then uh goodbye from ben bye-bye you threw me off and i nearly said hello <laughs> <laughs> goodbye from liam toodles <laughs> goodbye from me cheerio Gina, bye.